Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Um, hi. Uh, it's not Sean, and it's not Denise. and Because Denise is, you know, she traveled. And as far as I know, Sean is still traveling from Toronto to London. So he left uh, the flagship review show on this channel in the not-so-capable hands of me and Kate. It's, uh, hey, Faithful Faithful, it's me. It's Alex Pulaski, uh, the Sour Graps guy, along with Kate. Um, What's uh, up, you guys? This is your post-show for WWE Raw for Monday, June 26th. My goodness. Get in those Super Chats and those Humper Chats at HumperChats.com. Leave a thumbs up on this video, and we'll remind you to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com as well. So much news coming out of there. There was a Forbidden Door Scoops thread. There was updates on, on some injuries and some people who got banged up at that Forbidden Door as well. Lots of stuff on Fightful Select uh, that you can check out from this weekend. And some collision news, I believe, that got posted there as well. So... So much happening at Fightful Select as always. Alex is here. I'm here. You can also support us on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. You can subscribe to this YouTube channel. And guess what? We're actually mm -hmm. doing stuff with that now. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you're starting to get uh, content for that subscription, which is pretty neat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're here to do. We're here to, we're going to talk some, some, what are we talking about? Raw. It's been a long weekend, guys. <laughs> Kate, Kate got to Kate. Kate was there, by the way. I, was, I was there. I asked. She was there. At the scrub. Uh, Henry the Casey uh, saying, um, uh, "Hold on, where, where, why won't this? There we go. Hello, all, and salute to super cool press scrum lady Kate oh. Elizabeth. Thank you." Um. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Will Ospreay those... called me love, and I didn't know if he called me love or bruv until I got out of there. <laughs> Either way, good. I was like, it's oh, good. that's delightful. It's good. Uh, for those of you who are uninitiated in our particular brand of uh, silliness, we review NXT on Tuesdays uh, on this we channel. We do. And, um, uh, uh, and so, yeah, hey. Uh, somebody we're very familiar with had a had a had a very auspicious debut uh, this Good. evening, and they jobbed him out like a fucking sack of potatoes. And we're going to talk about that. We are. Sorry. 
Yeah, you, yeah. you swore um, on the first five minutes. I, I did. I did. So it's all, it's all our fun. So that's what you know you got to do now. We got to get more sub super chats and yep. chats from you guys. Yep. Um, we're going to be demonetized. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're getting demonetized. Uh, it's yeah, that's all my fault. Uh, I'm sure I, I owe Sean money for this. Um, so uh, yeah, we normally do uh, uh, wrestling puns over on Tuesdays. It's fun, but usually the yeah. So uh, we get hypercritical, I would say, on the review side, but we get mm -hmm. hyper silly on um, mm -hmm. sending in songs and impressions to do, and mm -hmm. also wrestling yes. puns. So if you're new yeah. here, that's what we do. But we're mm -hmm. we're talking raw tonight. Mm -hmm. Some good. Yeah. Some yeah. weird, some bad. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So I think uh, I'm trying to figure out what would what would get us more puns from our from our friends here in the SGS, uh, the Sour Grab Society. Uh, what do you think? Job puns in honor of uh, Carmelo or dog puns in honor of Pharaoh? Each, each oh, of them made I'm their debut. Dog so puns. Dog puns? Dog, dog puns. puns. For sure. Dog puns. Pharaoh the, Pharaoh the dog made his debut tonight on Raw, so we're doing dog puns all night long. Send in your dog wrestling puns. Um, and and this, this will be fun. Uh, JDB Pringle says, Monday, Kalex. Man, everything's going to be all right. Well, oh, that, thank you, JW Pringle. That is, that is, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, at least he started us off with Road Dog. There you go. That's easy, but yeah, let's go. Um, so uh, we also have a, a, a jukebox. That's always open. If ever we're on a show, the jukebox is always open. So send in. Listen, you'll take your cue from the from the members of the people who are normally doing stuff <laughs> over on Tuesdays with us. They'll hold your hand and lead you along in case you're a newbie here with us. But Kate, um, uh, yeah, a raw. There was a story that was going around of like how. People backstage are trying to figure out how they can stop Vince from changing everything. And I was like, just tell him no. You yeah, know, like, I mean, the the thing is they they kind of can't. So it's a it's a little bit tricky. Like the there was actually the word Vince proofing thing, and that was aligned with some of the efforts that we saw, right? Of trying to announce things in advance and trying to promote certain things and they do it in advance because historically Vince has not liked to renege on things that have been promoted, but Bailey was not on the show Friday. So that tells you everything you need to know. She had done local mm -hmm. media earlier that day. So yeah. Um, not the worst episode of raw, but certainly not the best. I'm also deliriously tired. So I, I don't know if I'm a good barometer right now, but right. no, it's true. It seems like there's been for men's wrestling, at least an uptick mm -hmm. in, yeah. in ring quality of matches. Yeah. Um, but not necessarily story, which feels actually a lot like what we get on NXT on Tuesdays. Uh, but <clears throat> this rearrange and uh, Becky at least addressed it um, was kind of the the low point for me, man. I'm, I don't know what they're doing with her. I don't know if she's working banged up, and so that's why she hasn't had a lot of in ring time. Um, mm -hmm. But but we got to get this women's stuff on track because it was like it's a three hour show and there was not yeah. a lot of time on here tonight. Yeah. But yeah. But some some good, some bad. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand the Carmelo debut being what it was, mm -hmm. but it's not that different from what they did with Roxanne and Bailey, maybe. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, Volab saying, "Damn, why did you swear in the first five minutes?" Got to throw in the chats now. Like, listen, this is what I do. I try. I, I I make a mistake, and you guys all cover for me. This is this is nice. It's it's very good. Um, Tyrone Kid says, "Acknowledge the sour rawness." 
Um, and uh, yeah, this is good. Um, we, Chris Pereira, who was also there at Forbidden Door, says after nine hours of wrestling between ROH, Collision, and Forbidden Door, entirely too much wrestling, three hours of Raw was a sour, exhausting reality check. Pours drink, he says. Um, <laughs> so, yes, this is, some, this is what I like to see. CM Pup. CM Pup. CM Pup. And Big Papa Pup. Scottish Terrier. <laughs> Both excellent choices. These are great. Excellent. These are fantastic. Um, so, um, and Darren Lloyd says, this is what we're going to talk about tonight. Rematches. Uh, Miz attacking um tampa before the match can even happen terrible money in the bank summit pinning mellow either vince is more hands-on or triple h is getting just as bad so there we go um so my thing with with vince how much influence he's having um you know you got to take the good with the bad um if i mean there some some of the matches we're having on television are long and very good and that's excellent. Um, and also some of the matches are terrible and short and um, and some of the segments feel disjointed. Um, so you, again, good with the bad. Whoever is pulling what whatever particular um, um, strings are being pulled by by which faction backstage we're, we're not really sure right now, but um, I, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll, like we're we're gonna this this money in the bank build has felt all right, you know, as as builds go, and then we go a month from that all to SummerSlam, which is one of the biggest shows of the entire year. So we'll see what happens at that point. I'm told it's the biggest event of the summer, Alex. And right, it's the biggest it's the biggest party of the summer. Party of the summer. So like I think one year so, was the biggest so, ride of the summer at one point. Like it's a very pro facto. If it is the biggest party of the summer, is it therefore also the biggest event of the summer? We don't know that for sure, but we can infer. We can infer. So we will find out on fightfulselect.com probably. So go over there. Um no, I uh it, it has almost felt like a, a war of two worlds. Like the Finn and Seth stuff has been built out pretty well. Like they've done a, a good job of hinting on what happened in 2016 and, and referencing their past and making this feel like it's built out really well. Um, and it's nice to have a world title there. And then you have like the tag champs being caught up with Matt Riddle, which I don't think is all that great, despite how over they are and how much I want to see them in the ring with the guys in Imperium. Like there, there's just some stuff that feels like it stayed from what changes Triple H was making. I, I think the mid card titles being important has stuck around. I think for the most part, the the pacing is still better. It's not as good as it was, but for the it, it doesn't feel like I'm doing biology homework for the most part, which is what it felt like in, in the end of the Vince era proper. Um, but I, I do, it does feel like it's still evening out in a way of like, what does this balance look and feel like? And the other thing is if someone comes in and rips up your script 20 minutes before the show or whatever, we've, you know, historically been told how, how um, ill-prepared those changes can be, it's not possible to book something good because 
you just threw it together. So, and and it's like the whole show. It's not a segment or two from from what we've seen for the most part. It's like really a lot of changes, and it it affects things top to bottom. So, but we can we can dive in right now. Yeah, um, Riddle has challenged Gunther. To no surprise there, right? We figured that's where this was well, going. I thought they were writing an ang- they were doing an angle where, especially with the stuff last week, where they they be- oh it looks like uh, Gunther must have broken Matt Riddle's ankle. I was like oh so they're writing him off for a few weeks and they'll come bring him back with like a week until SummerSlam and they'll do the Riddle match at SummerSlam. It felt odd that they would do the angle of of Gunther according to the um, commentary team. Breaking Riddle's ankle. Just kidding. He's okay, um, and they're going to do the match anyway at Money in the Bank. That feels like they retconned something they were going to do, and did it sooner than they were planning on last week. Does it, or did they just hit copy and paste on Cody Rhodes? I mean, were they like, you, you know what Matt Riddle needs? Adversity. Let's yeah. mess up his ankle right. and have him fight mm-hmm. through it. Um, I don't know if there was something that was supposed to equivocate with what happened with Fabian Eichner. Like, it it feels like. Well, yeah. I just thought that was going to actually lead somewhere. But silly me leading somewhere. What uh, craziness. Um, So there's a. We start off the night with uh, with Rhea and Dominic. And listen, your mileage may vary on this whole thing. Um, I think it's, I think it's, it it is is plainly obvious to me that people would enjoy the judgment day a lot more, like just like enjoy watching them. If Dominic wasn't an albatross around their necks the whole time, um, people are genuinely appreciative of how great Rhea is at her job and they'll boo her because they know that's their, that that's their job as fans. We'll cheer her when we first see her and then we'll boo the things she says because she's a bad guy. Um, but uh, Dom is just a different is a different thing altogether. They just they can't stand having to watch him. I think it, I think that's plain as the nose on my face that people can't stand having to watch him. But everyone else tells me, no, 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 he's getting really good heat. Look at look at all the great heat he is getting. And to me, I just I think there's a difference between good heat and what he gets. But yeah, I mean it. The whole thing feels a little bit splintered to me because now it feels like the rest of Judgment Day is moving in a different direction. Like it feels like Davian Priest and Finn Balor are now um, more serious and kind of more what I would prefer to see than the creative that they had. Dominic, Mm -hmm. like we've been on record plenty of times. This this is not for me. Like Mm -hmm. creative that compensates for someone's lack of in-ring ability and promo ability and ability Mm -hmm. to be excellent at any facet of this is, is not something I'm interested in seeing when you have a stacked locker room full of really great wrestlers. He's just not very good. Um, so, but it does get like, there's tons of views on all the stuff that they clip and whatever. So yep. uh, I don't know if I'm in the minority on that. I don't particularly care. I don't like it, but the thing that bugs me the most about it, I've accepted it at this point. The thing that bothers me is exactly what Becky Lynch called out later in the show, which is that Rhea feels like his side piece. Like Rhea feels yep. like your your women's champion who had one of the best matches in WrestleMania history with Charlotte, mm-hmm. um, who got 
stiffed on her last title reign and stiffed on the story with Charlotte on the way to Mania was not very good. Um, for her to be like cast aside as as it feels like Dominic's sidekick when Lord knows what she has for money in the bank. And it seems like I'm guessing we're getting Becky at SummerSlam and Dominic is facing the top face of the company. Like that doesn't mm. feel fair at all. So it even from the perspective of if you accept what is going on with Dominic, I don't like what it's doing with Rhea. And I don't feel like the rest of Judgment Day is cohesive and that now it mm -hmm. feels like Finn Balor and Damian Priest have largely broken away from mm -hmm. the goth kid gimmick a little bit. Like they're now, yeah. they're, now they're goth adults and they're badasses at it. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I think it's the creative is also splintering, which I think could be good. I think maybe that means where it's breaking up a little bit. I would not mind yeah. that. We, um, We'll uh, we'll talk uh, more about the Dominic thing when we get to his match later. Um, so um, Cody interrupts them talking trash about just you know getting booed, um, and and C Cody uh, calls Dominic a little boy, which is um, which is true because that's how they present him, but it's not true. Because he's twenty damn six years old, he's the same age as uh, MJF and, and Jungle Boy and Rhea Ripley, who are not pre presented as children. Um, so uh, Kyle Fletcher is twenty four for comparison's right. sake. Right. Um, so um, basically, he says that you're a coward and you're afraid to face anybody, but uh, um, they then. Uh, go to Adam Pierce and say, um, "We want a do we didn't want a match for Dominic, somebody big, strong, somebody that when he beats them, it'll show everybody what a man Dominic is." And then he's like, well, "Who do you have in mind?" And they're like, "We'll tell you later," which I'm pretty sure is not how making a match works. Like, <laughs> like, hey, book me some time for a match later. I'm gonna go tell the person I want to wrestle to meet me in the ring. And Adam Pierce just says, yes, thank you. I don't know how to do my job. Great. Yeah, Adam Pierce is continually extremely stressed, but not very good at his job. Like, I feel like every time we see him backstage, at least at least SmackDown Adam Pierce is like, listen, Bianca, I'm doing the best mm -hmm. I can over here. <laughs> like, yeah. Always yeah. trying to hold it together, but not very good at yeah. his job. Um, yeah. I like it when authority figures are authoritative. Mm -hmm. It makes more sense that way. Right. Um, there was uh, also some more of the Rhea-related stuff, which I guess we'll get into now. Natalia, who's had the brakes beaten off of her. I don't know. Do boats have brakes? She's had the rudders beaten off of her um, <laughs> a couple a couple of times now by, by Rhea Ripley and once a third. So like she's like I now I need to know who I really am. So I am challenging Rhea Ripley to a match next week on Raw, so she can s just beat me from port to starboard. Like I I you know going down with the ship. That's me the boat, Natty. Uh, and people are saying, is this like a retirement match? And I feel like they probably wouldn't do that on Raw, and they would probably do it in Canada. So because it's Natalia. So I don't know, um, uh, but like Papa Caso says, um, uh, prediction: Rhea retires Natalia next week. Thoughts? I I don't know. I think it'll be more like a 
a, a heel turn or some weird inward thing. Like, I, I feel like it'll probably be a character shift more likely than a retirement thing. But the thing that I got out of the segment was assuming that Rhea is favoring her knee and she can't work. Like, there's something really compelling you can do with Rhea Ripley of her and the the way that she's presented just destroying enhancement talent for at least if, if she can't put in the minutes in the ring, at least give her the like 20 and 0 ridiculous streak of eating people mm-hmm. alive. You could do basically what Athena's doing in ROH or what we mm-hmm. um, have seen continually over and over again in wrestling with, with any kind of like big man or big woman beast presentation kind of thing of just like, have her destroy some people from level up, have her some destroy some local talents. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why it's continually Natalia. And I feel like this is leading to Natalia, no more Mrs. Nice Girl or whatever, more likely than retirement. Cause I, I would hope they wouldn't unceremoniously send her off on, on Raw. I feel like she has to go to Canada and lose properly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree as well. She probably wouldn't do that um, on on Raw. Um, uh, we have another one from Jay Miller who says, I really don't get how Rhea doesn't have a match leading up to Money in the Bank or on it. There's something good for her plan for SummerSlam. Um, I, if it is this thing with her knee that her that she keeps popping out of place or something. Um, uh, why is she wrestling at house shows? Is probably why is she question? wrestling house shows? Which would be my question if that is the case. Th- those seem to be like... Because wrestling anytime would be the, the possibility for further injury. So why we would do it on, on a house show, which is the least important version of that, you know, um, there are, there are lots of women on, uh, on the roster who never get television time, but you're still paying them. Just, just have, have, um, have Rhea, Rhea, uh, do open challenges and um and she's given a list of people who accept them and she's like no not you no not you tegan knox i'll take you tegan knox isn't doing anything and so she is given a list of people who accepted the challenge but she gets to pick who she's gonna face so it's tegan knox it's zia lee it's Aaliyah if she's healthy um and she just squashes people who aren't doing anything else on television right now so i don't know there's other things to do um listen I don't love this idea, but I've always had the um, the thought that if you're going to have somebody who's the champ, you don't want to take the title off them, but you know they can't wrestle very often. Um, give them a champion. The give the champ a champion, and you got to be their hand picked lackey or whatever before you can get a shot at Rhea. And Rhea, like if they're not doing anything with Piper Niven, otherwise, Piper Ooh. Niven being being the brick wall, you've got to get through to even get a shot at Rhea Ripley until Rhea's knee is healthy is a thing you could do. Sure. I mean, there's, there's things you can do other than have her walk around with Dominic on a leash and then like wrestle her only matches of, of the month on house shows. There's other things they could do, you know? Certainly. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we got this really interesting feud, and I say interesting because I don't understand it. Um, between Ricochet, Nakamura, and Bronson Reed. I would understand every bit of it if Bronson Reed was also in the Money in the Bank match. But the fact that he isn't, and they can't give me, like, seven guys in the Money in the Bank match, why not an eighth? Um, 
there's no reason for him not to be in the Money in the Bank match, particularly because they don't have a guy that just like throws ladders at people but doesn't actually ever climb them. You need a guy like that in matches like this. Him doing a tsunami off the top of a ladder to another guy through another ladder is a thing I think we all want to see. Um, but they're doing this thing with him and Nakamura uh, and Ricochet where they're doing this kind of round robin thing where they all fight each other and they all kind of don't like each other. And we're going to get to see Nick Nakamura and Ricochet settle it in the ring as part of the Money in the Bank match. And I guess Bronson Reed comes out and costs them both the match and, and then we move on from there. But he could do that from within the match. So it's just an odd thing that I don't understand why he's not in the match if you're still doing this feud. By the way, I think all three dudes are great. I love that they all have three different styles. Um, they mesh really well. Um, there's uh, If it's just basically pride on the line, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it would be uh, it would be interesting if there was something at stake. No. I thought they were maybe going to lead to it's obviously too late now, but I thought, I thought the, my opportunity at money in the bank is on the line thing was going to be a triple threat between the three of them. Like I, I thought that's where we were going to go for that. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm happy to see Ricochet and, and Shinsuke on television. I, I'm so intrigued by the Seth Rollins title run because he is defending a lot. Yeah. And I'm wondering if, you know, the the losers of this move on. I, I know you've pitched a really great idea of Shinsuke having the theme he does and Seth Rollins having the theme he does and just as anything you can do, I can do better one-upsmanship type of story, which would be so fantastic. I also want to see Seth Rollins and Ricochet. I also want to see Seth Rollins and Bronson Reed. And because he's defending it, almost like an open challenge, um... And at times as an open challenge, I, I think it's, I'm a little less concerned about things that are directionless in this way with really great workers, because I feel like we're actually going to get championship stories where with Roman, we were held so hostage for so long with that. Uh, but it, we also deserve a clearer story. I'm not mad about like the hints of what we've gotten, but I would just love a, a little bit more of a, a, a solid direction with it because they're it just seems like they don't like each other and want to fight but they're not really motivated it just feels like they were kind of kicking around out back and <laughs> and found each other so um this is a match between nakamura and ricochet with bronson reed at ringside um and they they deliberately uh, both of them attack bronson reed and he keeps trying to get into the ring to answer the answer the, which i thought was what they were going to do just have bronson reed ruin the match um but he keeps trying to get in the ring and they keep kicking him out of the ring until the ref literally kicks him out of ringside and he has to leave and i was like okay so i guess we're doing the rest of this match i wonder how we're going to get around to not having a clean victory for either guy now that bronson reed isn't there and they just had ricochet pin nakamura and I was like, that's awesome. I'm always pick a side, people. You have you have I don't like picking a side when you make me choose between punk and the elite, but I love picking a side when you're booking a great match between two great wrestlers who have nothing on the line except for this particular match. Picking a side and letting one guy beat the other one clean is always 
the 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 best option. I think it's kind of cool that they are doing this, but again, I don't know exactly what this particular match means for the overall feud. Um, and I'm willing to quote unquote let it play out just this. Oh once. my gosh! I'm willing to let it play out just this once to see where this is all going because I'm I'm all for guys in the upper mid card having something to do if they're not in a title picture. I think that's good for the company and good for the sport. I also appreciate that Shinsuke and Ricochet, two veterans at this, they've been around for a minute, if you haven't known that. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were smart enough to know what the hell Bronson Reed was doing out there. Like, uh, as Kevin Owens is going around ripping apart tropes, one thing that I find very frustrating is when extremely experienced wrestlers just have no clue that a guy at ringside or to the commentary table is coming in for them. I like that the two of them preempted this because there was this interesting element to me where they were cooperative in that regard too, of like, we're fighting each other, but we know we're not actually going to get an honest result out of this. If this guy is kicking around, Um, that was just a really interesting thing of um, a a bit of a built-in respect without hand feeding it to us. Right. Like let's get this guy out of the here so that we can have the match that we want to have the referee being smart. Nice. Um, Ejecting someone from ringside. Good for Bronson Reed. He respected the decision of not being allowed to be at ringside. He didn't just show back up. Uh, I, I nice appreciated this. Yeah, this was this was really nice to see um, when faces are allowed to be smart. Yeah, um, I liked I liked that um, as well. This is uh, good. Um, this was also the longest. The way you're perplexed at the fact that it was good. <laughs> I mean, again, it was good, and I need to see what this means overall for this feud. This sure. feels like some, this feels like there's something they're doing, and then they'll just because I've watched a lot of years of WWE programming, they do this a lot. Hey, I'm into this mid card feud between guys I like who who don't have a thing to fight over. Those usually just end up petering out and never being resolved that's sure. what they do this thing if it, it probably by this time next month may have never may not be on tv anymore and they may never ever actually resolved it that's kind of a thing they do i want this to have some kind of resolution and for all three guys to be in different spots as their characters and their different a different um uh, motivations, different uh, momentums, different pathways coming out of this feud. I want that for these three dudes because I think all three dudes are great. And they're all, all three are so different. Like Bronson Reed is obviously mm-hmm. just a Mack truck that moves really, really well. Shinsuke is, I don't even know how you describe him. He's just one of the most interesting and sound wrestlers of a generation that carried New mm-hmm. Japan on its back before signing at WWE. And Ricochet right. is an one of the most well-rounded high flyers, if you could even call him that, because that guy will just throw a suplex into the middle of a sequence and then do a 450 or whatever. Like, right. So everybody leaning into their different strengths makes these things very interesting to me from, from the in-ring as well. So yeah. I'm for it. It would be cool if they did this for a contendership of the mm-hmm. IC title or the US title. Like mm-hmm. uh, that, w- that would be really cool to see if there was some stakes in the triple threat right. because we don't have a clear story. Uh, for the record, George... I would love if this happened. I would love if this happened. Make it make it make it make sense to me, and I'd be I'd love it if 
they become a stable, as you suggest. I don't know. I don't know what that stable is, where it's going, what it's trying to do, what it's trying to be. But those three dudes working together somehow is interesting to me. Um, so yeah, let's 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 see what happens. Um, the thing fine. is, I don't know if any of them are a mouthpiece, so I don't right. I, I don't think that's the case. But that well, I that's, would like uh, to see that, them. Yeah, that's true. Um, Simon N. Simmons says Bronson Reed, from a character standpoint, is horrible. He's a sore loser who lost his shot at Money in the Bank clean and is hanging on the guys who got in. You can say horrible. I can say relatable. That he is, he feels like he got slighted in some way. He beat Ricochet clean the week before, but Ricochet's in the match because Ricochet beat some other guy. He says, if I beat Ricochet, shouldn't I be in the match? I know Nakamura beat me. I'm not talking about that guy. I beat Ricochet clean. I don't care who he beat to get in. I beat him. I should be in the match. Now, you can say that's horrible. I can say I understand where he's coming from. He's pissed. Yeah, he lost to Nakamura, but he also beat the other guy. He should be in the match. Nakamura, get out of here. Like, his thing is ricochet, but then Nakamura keeps messing with him and trying to beat him over and over again. I think it's a it, he's, he's the bad guy in this. Like, Nakamura and Ricochet don't like each other, but they're both good guys. Bronson is the bad guy. The bad guy at least has a motivation I understand. And that's all I care about from a bad guy. Yeah, I think um, I I kind of liked that Bronson Reed was just like a mercenary in the beginning too. Like I, I like characters like this. Um, mm-hmm. I'm an Eddie Kingston gal, so if there's a guy that just wants to beat ass because yeah. he feels like he got wronged in some way, that's that's right. the kind of guy that I like. If you yeah. like a lot of the WWE product, I can understand this not being the guy for you because it's not an overwhelming character in that way. Um, yeah. But I. I'm in on it, and I think it's a it's a different type of story than what's being told right now in WWE in a lot of ways. So it's just also refreshing to have that diversity in the in the product as well. Yeah, this match was ten minutes and forty two seconds. On it a was three the hour longest show. It was the it longest was the, match it was, of the night. It was well, it was the longest match up until the last hour of the show. Okay, which so is, for the first two which hours, is, that makes sense. For the first two hours, it was just like it was there was this match was the only really real wrestling we got. Yeah. Um, which is never a thing that I uh like. No, uh, it makes money, it a slug. Money in the bank by the numbers, you can keep it. I don't give a damn. Like I I, I feel like they show this every every year, and I, I learn no inf- new information ever. Here's the one thing that's funny about it. The record for the longest uh, any woman has ever held the money in the bank briefcase is 287 days by Carmella. The rest, the second place finisher, I believe, is Nikki Cross for 48 one day. hours. Oh, 24. One day. Hours. Okay. Like one day. I believe it was from Sunday to Monday. Um, so it is kind of funny. They're like, Carmella has held the case for that long. I was like, yeah, but but nobody else holds it for longer than a day. So uh, yeah. They and that was the punk. first one. They don't mention punk. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's very funny. Um, they didn't mention punk, of course not. Why would they? Um, boy, oh boy, was <laughs> it was real loud this weekend for that guy. I think he's about to go on a heel run that is unprecedented. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the the um punk was the only one to win the money bank briefcase two years in a row. Won't won't mention that, of course. I know, but I didn't expect them to. Ronda Rousey defeated Raquel Rodriguez. The last 
successful defense Ronda Rousey had as SmackDown Women's Champion was against Raquel Rodriguez. It was Raquel Rodriguez's best match and maybe Ronda Rousey's best match um, on the main roster as a singles in a singles bout. Easily of that um, reign. I, I think uh, she did some, some sure. good other work earlier, but like of, sure. of that reign, it wasn't even close. That one was 16 minutes long. It was really good. Right after it, Charlotte Flair showed up and said, hey, I know you just wrestled a really grueling match. I'd like to have a, a title match right now, please. And Ronda Rousey, because she's a dumb-dumb, said yes and then lost to Charlotte Flair. Dumb-dumb um, is such an underrated insult. Yeah. It's one of my um, this match was two minutes and 13 seconds long. This is the only me- women's match of the night in a three-hour show. Two minutes and 13 seconds. Um, so here's the thing that's kind of like overall a thing with we, – we, we cover NXT. So one of our things that has been a thing that we've, that we've said many times is like, I don't know if I want this person to go to the main roster. Yeah. I think they're doing really good stuff uh, at NXT. A, a lot of times we'll say, I don't think there's anything else for them to accomplish on, in NXT. Put them on the main roster. Whatever. But it, you you, you kind of have to figure out where you think their ceiling is, how they'll be used. Um, Alba and Isla, the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, when they were called up, um, there were really no other tag teams in NXT. So why not? the belts on the main roster but i knew they were going to unify them and i just hoped they would find a way to not make alba and isla look like also rans in the process and guess what they did um so now the uh only women's tag champs are um shayna and ronda um but Liv morgan is back and she's with uh, raquel again so they are feuding with uh shonda uh shonda that's basically who they are. Shonda Rags. Team Shonda. Team Shonda versus Raquel and Liv. Um, and so Raquel has a match, singles match with Ron- with Ronda. And Ronda wins with a really combination. It was not a schoolgirl. It was an actual yeah, roll-up good pin, one. Which, which I did appreciate. I just wish it had happened, you know, after a long match. What do you think? Sorry, my uh, I got a really loud crack of inter- of thunder. And my internet froze at the oh, same time. So yikes! I um, think I heard that on my end. So that's that's a loud crack of thunder. It's not great. Um, no. <laughs> what no. was the, the last thing that you said? I I was saying that um, we're we're now getting this um, match, uh, Money in the Bank, Shonda versus Raquel and Liv. Um, and this is a thing they're doing to lead into that, I guess. But two minutes and 13 seconds ain't it. No, and it's even more frustrating on a three-hour show uh, because there's there's kind of no excuse for it. Like, there, when you've got three hours to play with, uh, the fact that this wasn't, like, a 10-minute one at least, when their first one was so good, and they both could use a real match. You know, like, I, I feel like both of these women... Um, could use an experience where they are able to showcase what they do best because it's been a little hit or miss for for both of them, largely because I think the the builds and the stories have not been that good to allow for such things. So um, I would have liked to have seen them give it a real effort 
14 minutes shorter is not ideal. Mm -hmm. And just from the perspective of like, these are unified women's tag champions now. Like if you want them to feel like a real deal, I understand the temptation to do like a two minute match because they're so dominant. But Liv just came back. You've got another side of the story to worry about. You've got Raquel, who's had 97 tag partners, finally having the one. She, she found her gal. She put a ring on it. She's a happy woman. Um, like, she, she finally found the person that she clicks with. And I, I feel like that's true in a very real sense as well. Like, I, I feel like that was her best tag partner to, to have and live. Um, so I, I wish they had considered that side of things of if you want it to feel like a viable feud, you have to grease the wheels for that with a, a real match and not just someone else dominating. Yeah. Um, because Shayna tried to get involved, so Liv uh, attacked Shayna, and then Ronda just did a, a decent, good roll up to, to Raquel while the other two were fighting on the outside, and that was the match. There really wasn't much uh, much else to it. Um, no, and like when Ronda is in her wheelhouse, she's really good because mm -hmm. she was a, a shoot fighter. So when they I, I don't like it because it shrinks down the world of what wrestling is when you operate in your own world. But if it's the best way to get good matches out of Ronda Rousey, she looks incredibly badass when she does some fundamental things like a good roll up really well. Like just lean into that. Cause when, when she faces people that are in her world, she, she looks great and she doesn't always look mm -hmm. so great outside of that. Um, yeah. And, and Raquel can bring that out of her. So uh, yeah, that was, that was disappointing. That was a disappointing right. one for sure. The, the thing about it is, is that they have a perfect opportunity to tell a real story with this because everyone's got history his with each other. Yeah. Because the history of, of Liv in particular with Rhonda and Raquel not having no history with Rhonda and Shayna being this, uh, also had a title match versus Liv when Liv was champion. And they I have technically they won. <laughs> they have all of this um this history together but instead of actually doing anything to to make that clear and to make this title match on the pay-per-view mean something they're just having ronda pin raquel in two minutes and 13 seconds yeah it's you know? disappointing and it's a, a trend that we saw at wrestlemania too right like yeah. Rhea and Charlotte had extensive history and they barely talked about it. It was just like my boyfriend who works somewhere or my husband who works somewhere else and your boyfriend are different like degrees of Latin. Like it was it was just a very odd thing when when you do have something that's endemically there and you don't capitalize on it, that's even more frustrating than the fact that you're too lazy to go create something. Like that's <laughs> that's annoying because it's sitting right there for you. Yeah. Um, Finn Balor is a, a, a tough guy for me to analyze because, um, because I've seen that dude be the most compelling character on wrestling television. And, um, and I, I, I know he can turn that on whenever they, they want him to. And he's running around with a purple hanky hanging out of his pants. Like it doesn't, like none, like the judge, this Judgment Day version of him uh, isn't like Happy Smiley Finn, which every no one liked because it wasn't good, um, uh, and it's not first NXT run Finn, um, which I think is better than this, 
but like second NXT run Finn was off the charts, amazing stuff. Um, and there's no reason that guy can't be kind of in charge of the judgment day, but they're having this other watered down version kind of a thing, be it. Um, but I, um, watching this video package promo thing with, with Finn Balor, I was like, that's good stuff because yeah. that, um, all, all of that, that whole, like seven years ago when I lost, it wasn't that, um, that I, that you injured me. Cause that's what that happens. But it was after I, at my lowest point, having to give the title back, you came out and laughed in my face about it. Um, and that has stayed with me for seven years. And I'm like, that's awesome. That makes sense. That's good. I love that there's uh, something there you can really sink your teeth into, a specific motivation that can that can be behind all of this. And what is Seth Rollins now if not the dude who just laughs at everything? That must be a trigger for all of this for Finn Balor. This is all great. And I just want him to be second-run NXT Finn while all this is going on. Because that guy was so great. I loved it. So I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, this this was really, really good stuff. And, and Seth has been great in this too. Um, he's really done what he set out to do. Like I, I think he I think he's proven time and time again. Um if you give him something of value to do, he'll make it feel like the most important freaking thing on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I'm not saying that because of Seth freaking Rollins. I'm saying that to censor myself because we're already at monetization risk, Alex. But yeah, I, know, um, I know, I know, I know. I'm, no, I'm just, I'm just messing. But I, I, I really appreciated like when he showed up on NXT. He was like, "Man, I asked for the best Finn Balor, and that's what I got." And like, we're back here. Um, I thought the same thing too of like Seth's going around laughing all the time and he got laughed at in his face. Like that's a, a really, really good thing. I of course would love to see um, second run NXT Finn Balor who, who wouldn't. Uh, but if this is like a transitional thing from spooky goth kids to something that feels a little bit more serious and cemented, uh, I'm, I'm all for it. And it's, it's just nice. Like they're, they're capitalizing on history that they've had there. They're capitalizing on something that was a, an actual accident that they're now able to bring back at a, and they treated well, I think, um, mm-hmm. which is really, really good. And uh, the match is is going to be incredible. Of course it is, because Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, and they're mm-hmm. going to give it real time, and it's for a title. So I'm very, very happy about that, because I, I feel like Finn really, really deserves it. And just makes me happy. A very well-produced uh visually too with this yeah. stuff um i uh yeah i'm i think this finn uh promo this finn um program with seth can be really really good for him um in uh it, i think what they want to do is break finn away from the judgment day um uh at least the threat of that and and team and they pair him with jd mcdonuts um to see where that goes um and this could be a good jumping off point for that but yeah um you know what one thing that uh that the ladies the straight ones appreciate about finn he's very um 
He's, he's very well conditioned. Well, he is. Yeah, he, he, is. he definitely does the cardio. Yeah. He does. Um, but sometimes, like, you need a little bit of guidance. You need a little bit of assistance mm-hmm. in, in keeping up your own fitness. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm not saying that if you pay attention to our sponsor, you're going to end up mm-hmm. looking like Finn Balor. But I'm no. not not saying that. So I'm going to let Sean mm-hmm. Ross Sapp tell you all about it. You're always looking to better yourself, but there's nothing wrong with a little help. FitBod is helping you do that. Specifically, FitBod.me slash PPV. You've heard Will Washington talk about how it's helped him, but the FitBod app is changing the game, and we're bringing you 25% off a FitBod subscription. Whether you've been missing gym time, hit a plateau, FitBod will build a workout plan individualized to you. It switches up your exercises to avoid overtraining or burnout, it keeps your workouts fresh. That way you're not doing the same things over and over again. Your program also changes based on your personal progress for maximized results. Learn new movements the right way with over 1,400 HD demonstration videos. So if you don't know, they will teach you how. A full year of FitBod is less than the cost of a single session with a personal trainer. That's FitBod.me slash PPV. F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash P-P-V for a great deal on the FitBod app. Whoa. I just, I wanted to get this in the show somehow. I feel like it's the 2.0 logo come to life. It kind of is. It kind of is. Um, Which, uh, which goes along... a pride Star Wars thing. It felt like no, a lightsaber, it, but it's yeah, it's little, pride little, month, but, but it's but it's but it's all it's all the it's all the colors. Um, yeah, it is. Seth comes out. Um, this is an also an honor 2.0 wearing Tony D's tracksuit. Just he had a lot of sequins on it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he he cuts a promo. The bitter. He just he does the same. He says the same thing about Phil Ballard. He's been saying, um, you know, it's it's it, he's he's building the match. Fine. But uh, Carmelo Hayes is at ringside, and uh, he, he calls attention to him. He's like, wow, I just think NXT is great. Everyone should watch NXT. Also, tomorrow, don't you have a – I want you to uh, beat well, up that ba- that bum-ass Corbin. Listen, it's USA. Said, it makes sense. Great. He said, you had my back on Tuesday, and I appreciate that too. So, mm-hmm. like, I it, – it wasn't so no, it wasn't. forced. It wasn't. But at this point, I thought – um, you, you brought um, <clears throat> Carmelo Hayes to sit ringside, and uh, and and have Seth Rollins put him over in his promo, and then he would sit back down, and that would be the end of it. That's what I thought at this point. Sure. Um, um, so I was like, this is this seemed forced, but okay. Um, and then uh, during the end of it, Finn Balor runs out with a chair, decides to attack Seth Rollins, but he gets his chair gets a little too close to the barricade where. Um, Carmelo Hayes is sitting, so Carmelo just takes it from him. And then um, Seth is able to, like, run him off. Um, so um, we got – they announced that Carmelo Hayes versus Finn Balor is going to happen tonight. And I was like, oh, well, that's um, that's an odd thing to do because you definitely can't – you can't pick a side with that one. Nope. Th- that's one that neither man can afford to lose. That's I correct. wonder what weird schmozzy thing they're going to do to end that match. I said to myself, sure. 
I uh, I thought for sure Trick Williams was going to play a role in this because it seemed nope. like a very obvious thing that you could do. No, he didn't make the trip up from Orlando to Savannah, it looks like. So it would seem so. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, Simmons, I need buzz cut NXT heel fin. He was great. Oh. He was he was great. Delicious. He was great. Um Delicious so work. Champa gets interviewed, and they've now gone from Champa being here to get whatever he can. Um, he wants all the titles. He wants. He needs a replacement, Goldie. He needs. Um, he needs to be champion. He needs to prove to everybody he's the greatest thing here. He's coming after Roman Reigns' spot. He's the best sports entertainer in the world. They've supplanted that with man. Oh man, do I hate the Miz? And that seems like a tremendous downgrade. Of, of of his priorities on the main roster. Um, I got hip surgery and Miz never sent me one single text. And I've been boiling about it for 275 days. Oh boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat up the Miz. And I was like, okay, great. Uh, beat up the Miz. Um, the, the theme so far is mostly short matches. So you can beat him up, squash him and then move on to something actually important that I actually want to see? And no, no, the Miz attacks him before the match and beats the tar out of Tommaso Ciampa, just leaves him laying like a like a, like a little, like, I don't know, like a thing that lays there. A, a like a thing that lays there. Um, and then and then hits the, the skull-crushing finale on him on, on, on the floor and gets to stand. The, the, the match didn't happen. So we're going to get a prolonged Again. feud between Tommaso Ciampa and The Miz, which is the worst possible thing you could do with Ciampa. Hell, it's the worst possible thing you could do with anybody. So, yeah. No, there's Dominic right there. Um, I, <laughs> I kind of viewed it as, you know, last week he was answering an open challenge and he was yeah. back and he was giving a mission statement and this is he setting up the feud i i i don't want to see it but what i can say for it is this is now the second time someone's been out with injury and they've walked mm -hmm. back into the thing that they left off with which in general is creative mm -hmm. that i do want to see like matt riddle with solo sokoa made sense because that guy put him out um yep. this made sense too and whilst i didn't love the content of the promo because i don't think Chapa gives a shit who texts him as long as johnny gargano does um I do think he's just such a good promo man. Like he's so believable, and I love that it was. Just, he was like, "Hey, injuries happen, but like you didn't check in on me." Like I, I loved that part of it. Of just like this is pro wrestling. Like people get hurt all the time, but like not a, not a. Hey, how you doing? Because like again, talking about how Bronson Reed was relatable a little bit to you. That's something that I get of just like, well, damn, man, like. <laughs> Not even reaching out. Not enough sure. that I would want to go beat someone's ass and not um not True. also not something you shouldn't expect from the Miz. Like why mm -hmm. you would expect the Miz to check in is a little weird. Uh so I I don't mm -hmm. love it, but I do love Ciampa being back on my television for sure. Um right. and I think I don't think this is gonna be like an extended program. I'm I'm really hoping and praying that we just get DIY versus KO and Sammy so bad mm -hmm. and this is just tidying us over until then. Right. Um yeah, so so Champa has things to do with the Miz for a bit. I mean, as long as we get Champa winning most, uh, 
all of those matches, then I'm fine with it. Literally every um, single one. He has to win every single one. Every all of the matches versus the Miz must be won by Tommaso Ciampa. I cannot handle accept anything less. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it any other way. Um, hey, hey, we got some dog puns. I'm gonna read some. Yay! Okay. Um, uh, Henry the Casey says, "Will Ospay and neuter your pets?" <laughs> Chris Pereira says, "Kane Corso." Um, uh, Chris Pereira says, uh, "Terrier Driver 91." Um, Silver sure. so, 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 so Apocalypse says, "William Beagle." <laughs> and Dog Killian, games. It's <laughs> good. It's good. Um, and also says Killian Great Dane. That's very good. Did you see my Is big it... dog pun that was unrelated to this broadcast? No, go ahead. What was that? So, you know the CM Punk Kojima Lariat thing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did Larry, Larry yes. like Larry, 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 it, Larry, it. It's good. Good. I'm glad you're, you're, you're That's here. It's funny. I'm funny. Um, Jesse Ozog <laughs> says Orange Corky or. <laughs> Dan Havanese. I don't know how to pronounce Havanese. Havanese, yeah. Havanese, okay. I'm I'm not familiar with that particular breed. Um, Ricardo says Dachshund Gonzalez. Um, uh, Co says Bullet Club Gold and Retrievers. (laughs) Feeling Dreepy says the Big Dog Roman Reigns. I think that's kind of obvious. Cam Watson says Braun Barkaker. And Meet Norma says, fear the retriever. Top dogs, <laughs> out. Um, Chris Pereira says, terrier funk. Aww. JW Pringle says, dachshund housand. Meet <laughs> uh, Norma says, shit Nakamura. That's excellent. Uh, Chris Pereira says, Hikaru Shiba. Um, wow, that's a really that's good. good one. That's good. Hikaru uh, Shiba. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, Pieces says uh, Robbie Beagles. Uh, Ricardo <laughs> says Hikaru Shitsu Von Wiener. Uh, Hikaru Shitsu and uh, and uh, Von Wiener, very good. Von Wiener. Um, CO says Maltese Jindo Foodie. Foodle. Maltese Jindo Uh There you go. I'm I'm better than you, and you wet knows it. <laughs> I like that one too because it's just a it's a higher level one. It's not breed mm-hmm. specific. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Uh, Chris Perez says Zach Cyberian Husky Junior. <laughs> I heard it in the Japanese ring announcer's voice too, so I just mm-hmm. appreciated yeah. that. <laughs> Jordan Cooper says uh, Mustafa Kali. Excellent. Um, and uh, um, Ricardo says, Kali Kali, the Golden Retrievers. Um, uh, um, Ricardo says, Sky Blue Healer and <laughs> Ruby and Ruby Chow Chow. Ruby, and Ruby, 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 Ruby Chow Chow. Uh, and CO also says, Kojima elbow drop onto the Cocker Spaniel. Right in the penis for CM Punk. LEC also said Husky Harris, which is just fantastic. It's very obvious. It's very just good. Leave it alone. Very obvious, yeah. but very good. Can be also both. Oh, uh, Papacasso mentioning that Ciampa's promo seemed personal. Well, that's the idea. Like, you know, he's it's 
There's no other reason for him to hate The Miz except for it seemed personal. I did like that he was like, you know what I'm not going to be doing? Wearing a stupid neon green uh, uh, yes. uh, vest and following around The Miz. I like that. It was good. Um, hey, uh, uh, you know, speaking of dogs, uh, poor Akira Tozawa, who had to lie there like a dog and take it from oh, um, I was like, from, we're not from, ready to talk about Pharaoh already, are we? No, no, no. Um, uh, Dominic Mysterio. Um, so the whole the whole thing is Dominic Mysterio is is a coward. That's his character. Um, he um, and also he's very self aware. He knows he can't beat anybody. He's right. Terrible. He's terrible at wrestling. So um, it makes it only makes sense for him to pick the weakest possible competition. Um, and on this particular main roster, that qualifies as Akira Tozawa. And I'm willing to accept Akira Tozawa um, uh, being weak competition against somebody like Gunther. You know what I mean? I'm willing to accept that. What I'm not willing to accept is Akira Tozawa being weak competition against Dominic. Dominic. And yeah. The, the the point of this is that they thought he was going to be a pushover, which is sad to begin with because, like, Akira Tozawa, particularly before he was ever signed by WWE, was one of the best damn little man wrestlers on the planet. Um, he's also a two-time former cruiserweight champion. Now, that doesn't mean anything now, but at the time, it did. And every single person that he wrestled against in the cruiserweight division uh, could wrestle circles around Dominic uh, sure. with one leg tied behind their back. And so to watch uh, a, a guy, a brilliant wrestler like Akira Tozawa um, have to do the thing where um, I've been, I've been actually surprising you by being a really good wrestler and whoops, I got distracted by the lady at the ringside. And then you crotched me on the top rope and hit one move and pinned me. I just, I don't know. Is there a reason we have to, like, why is Akira Tozawa catching strays in this whole uh, Dominic's D- Dominic is that story? Who he is I, don't, the... I, don't, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I, I, who he is in the world that they've told us. Um, but I think he should dethrone Roman. Hear me out. <laughs> this Akira Tozawa run of him being a comedy jobber yeah. for seven years. Yeah. All leads to yeah. him snapping and just going yeah. through everybody, and then yeah. he dethrones Roman. Your thoughts? Yeah. Um, like an assassin, just yeah. No, he's he's really, 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 really good. Um, so and um, if you go back and like, if, I don't know, just just go to YouTube and put down PWG Akira Tozawa and watch any of the clips they put out. And like, this dude was so so great. Um, and I'm, I'm, uh, it just makes me sad because I, I, I love Akira Tozawa and I think he's, I think he's amazing and he's, be, he's been turned into a comedy sideshow, but every time I watch him be a comedy sideshow, it makes me a little sad. Watching him have to be like fodder for this Dominic thing is like, mm. you think it's bad um, fodder? Yeah, I think it's a bad, it's bad fodder. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Dominic wins, um, because, because Akira is scared of of Rhea, which I actually do kind of like because Rhea did dominate Akira yeah. Tozawa in that one match. 
Yeah, I didn't. I I get, I get the real life not liking it piece, but like the Akira Tozawa is also really good at that role. So it's it's kind, it's kind of brutal because it's like he's great at it though. Um, it is what and it this, is, like, you know. Come from somewhere, so I I do appreciate it, but um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, it happens. Uh, s- s- Luis deciding that we need to have a little bit of um uh is that to be fair to Dominic, not all of Tazawa's opponents for the Cruiserweight title are worse than Dominic. Cough cough Enzo Amore, cough cough. Um <laughs> I don't know why Enzo's gotta catch one, but all right, fair enough. Um uh Viking Raiders have called out Alpha Academy. And it listen, it's just, it's a different era now. 20 years ago, 15 years ago, uh, 25 years ago, this would have felt absolutely just a thing like you did. It's so it's a thing that I can't even uh, call out for being weird. But we have called upon the great Norse gods who demand blood sacrifice. Alpha Academy, we will destroy you. It just feels just so silly. Um and and the, the and because it is silly, it makes sense for Alpha Academy, which is a silly incarnation of themselves at this point. That uh, that uh, Chad Gable is standing there, responding to like basically being said they're going to be murdered and offered up to the gods in uh, on uh, in in uh, in Asgard um, with Otis on a on a stationary bike and um, and Maxine Dupree in uh, in a singlet. Uh, it is, it is very funny. It's, it's very, funny. very funny. And my only thing with it is Valhalla can like talk to the gods, right? So can she just be like, can we do an animal instead? Why do we got to murder Chad mm-hmm. Gable? Can know. we just like get yeah, a raccoon in the dumpster I, of the pro, the, yeah. the parking lot? I think they, I think they, I think they want, I think they have a personal vendetta for some reason against Chad Gable, maybe because he's cute like a dog. That's very possible. You know, he's, 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 he seems very, very like, you know, Labrador retriever-ish uh, right now. Um, but uh, I almost want to give this one here because I, I keep looking at it. I, Ian, Ian, give the dog a bony. <laughs> That's called knowing your target audience. Is what that yep. Is. Yep. That's really, um, really good. Well, you know what, Alex? What's that? <sighs> Maybe. If there was a little bit more security around, mm. they wouldn't have to worry about being sacrificed. But you don't have yeah. to sacrifice your internet connection. Yeah. If you have the best VPN in the game, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. You got NordVPN. I'm traveling a lot. And when you travel, you got to protect your data. You got to protect your privacy online. NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows me to do that. Allows me to browse safely and securely. When you go to an airport, when you go to an arena, a restaurant, a hotel, you're usually connecting to that unsecured Wi-Fi, which leaves you susceptible to having your data stolen, any any number of things taken from your private connection or what should be your private connection. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes it a private connection with the fastest VPN in the world, a 30-day money-back guarantee, and a ton of other features in addition to that peace of mind that you get when you can browse safely and securely. And I'm talking all your devices, Surface Pro, laptop, desktop, PC, smart TV, 
router, phone, whatever you're taking with you, NordVPN.com slash Fightful will add extra layers of security to your digital life. You can get a password manager, a file encryption tool. Be safe. Be smart. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Honestly, <clears throat> segues of all of our sponsors are fun because they're all great supporters of what we do. But when you don't have a Bluetooth one, it really just kind of takes the party down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Terrier Team That's 2000 where... from Freeling Dreamy. Ian, give a dog a bony and Terrier Team 2000 like in, in succession. They're, they're literal gifts for you. Presented it, at your I really feet. appreciate it. It's so nice. You get us demonetized and the people pay me. How about that? Mm-hmm. There you go. That's nice. <laughs> That's good. That's that's our that's our tandem. That's that's good. Um, um, women's money in the bank summit. Oh, and then what else? Jesus, why is why 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 is this a thing? Like, has there ever been a good summit in wrestling? No. I mean, no, no, hold on. Take that back. I don't know what year it was, but the, the, the raw that started with all of the dudes in the money in the bank sitting on top of ladders in different ways. Oh, that rolled. And Jericho was like perched on one with his leg crossed over and a little scarf and everything. Uh, that was back when I liked Jericho. Um, uh, that was fun because it was just it was silly because why are they all sitting up there like that on ladders? Um, like that. On ladders. Um, but that's 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 the last one. Um, uh, so damage Katarl is there and they 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 they, they say well mostly Bailey says things. Uh, Zelina Vega like basically like introduces all the competitors to the audience. Like it's just it seems like first we have Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, what amazing Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch. Come everybody. on down! It felt and very it was like, Price is Right to me. Becky Lynch is 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 so amazing, but the one thing she hasn't done is win a Money in the Bank match. Um, I don't know. I just I don't know what the I don't know what this what this actually served other than the brawl at the end where um, Becky took a shot at Trish. Um, and then it devolved into EO hitting her moonsault to the outside on everybody except for Becky. And Becky then moving a ladder into place, climbing the ladder and standing on top of it, um, signifying that she's not winning the, the match on, on Saturday. Because that's usually what happens if they do one of these, the person who climbs the ladder to be like, hey, look at me, I'm going to win this, um, usually doesn't. So, Correct. Uh, this was bad. This was not good. Um, <laughs> I just feel like it felt it felt as though they were like, we know there's going to be thousands of new viewers tuning in, and we have to introduce these competitors to them. <laughs> like it was just not not great. Uh, but it happened. I'm. It seems like Becky's going to get a title shot against Rhea anyway, so I feel like that also kind of telegraphed that she's not going to win later. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm guessing Zoe Stark's cost Becky. Yeah, you would think that. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes me think either Bianca is entering last minute, or maybe Io does get to win, which would be neat. It does feel weird that there are six women in the match and seven men. 
yeah. because like I was like, like when there were six women there, I was like, are you sure we don't need Kylie Jenner coming down and saying she wants to be in the match just so we can get like an even thing across the above both genders, you know, uh, but I don't know. Kylie Jenner. She's I like, here's know. my lip kit. Put it in the briefcase. <laughs> I mean, um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know what this really accomplished other than just eating up time. Like, it's not that the women don't Man. get to be on the show. It's not that the women don't get to be on the show. It's that they're not they, allowed to fight. They're not allowed to fight for long periods of time. So, I mean, a go-home segment is a good thing, but this is a bad go-home mm-hmm. segment, and we still mm-hmm. have SmackDown to get through. So, um, and, and and MD Cyclo makes a good point. No Shotzi, LOL, because n- last last SmackDown they didn't do a match that they promised us on the SmackDown prior. Shotzi saying, I'm going to fight you, Bailey, next week on SmackDown. And if I beat you, I get to be in the Money in the Bank match. And then they didn't do the match on, on last Friday. And they didn't even mention the match at all. After, during that day, Bailey had been doing a bunch of like local media promoting that match. Um, so I thought maybe they were going to like do that match today. Like they just couldn't fit it into the SmackDown because it's only two hours but they'll do it during the three hour raw or maybe they'll do it in London on the SmackDown before money in the bank. But it seems to me like that segment just never took place. Correct. The, the Shotzi and Bailey, Bailey thing just never took place. No, it was replaced by the barn burner that we got between Lacey Evans and Charlotte. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. It was great. Uh, yeah. If Bianca's turning heel, I feel like she enters and wins because the I think they need to get away from it being a 24 hour cash in situation and yeah. her as a heel walking around with that briefcase. She'd be great. Uh, oh, yeah. boy. Like that is compelling stuff um, and, and sets up a really easy road for her to get back to the title without it feeling oversaturated with her being in it. Um, yeah. But I it, it is. The segment left a lot to be desired. Yeah, um, I I anticipate the 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 Charlotte Oscar thing to like have no no finish whatsoever, like barely even get started. Maybe because Bianca gets involved and they just do the actual match on the on the on the play the Very next possible. night as a, as a triple threat seems right. Um, sure. Seems like a thing they would do. Uh, but the best part about this was uh, Rhea walking backstage and seeing um, uh, seeing Becky or Becky walking backstage and seeing Rhea. I'm like, hey, you better hope I don't win because if I do, I'm taking that title off of you. And Rhea says, you better cash on somebody else because if you cash in on me, I'll beat, I'll beat you up. Um, and Becky's saying what we're all thinking. So when I was the champion, I was a fighting champion. I fought anybody all the time uh, as, as much as I could. Um, you you just you're just the main event side piece, and um and that pisses off Rhea, but it's true. Um, oh, it's so the fact true. that so the fact that they have Becky say that means that they know that's something that is true, and they must be planning to get away from that at some point soon she's got yeah she's she's got to be working hurt like i I feel like that's got to be the case um like that name must be actually bothering her uh 
But yeah, if this is a the feud going into SummerSlam, I'll be ecstatic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, they had one match longer than three minutes in the first two hours of the show. Um, and then they said, "Hey, let's give let's give three good matches back to back in the last hour." And I'm like, "Okay, that's fine, but you could you could mix it up a bit throughout the show." Um, I feel like it was like, "Time's up, Vince," but yeah. the last hour stays the same. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, uh, okay, so so Owens. Um, oh, I forgot because Riddle um, got jumped by um Imperium backstage so that Walter Gunther Walgun um Turther could um could answer the challenge and he says yes your, your challenge's been answered while stomping on his foot some more so we're going to get injured Matt Riddle versus uh Gunther uh on Saturday which just seems like a bad idea um a good way and, to protect uh, Riddle and have Gunther retain though that kind of Qualms yeah, my, um, my yeah but that, that that's that's fine. Uh, but he he should be able to beat, and he can beat a healthy Matt Riddle, um, like making it look that anyway. I I did also appreciate that um, that before they jumped him, Ludwig Kaiser was like, um, "You got exactly what you deserved after intentionally injuring our friend Fabian Eichner. Excuse me, Faki and Eichner. Excuse me, Giovanni Vinci." Um, and I, I like that. That is true. There was zero, zero, zero chill from the chillest dude on the roster, Matt Riddle, when he intentionally injured a man for no reason whatsoever. Um, and so, yeah, the, they got him back, uh, last week. Um, but that is all to say that now, um, Sammy and, and KO walk up on Im- Imperium backstage and, uh, and and interrupt them while they're while they're talking, and um, and how does it feel, huh? Being interrupted backstage. How, how do you how do you feel? We you do also we can't do it to you. Actually, why are we even here? Um, and Sammy's like, we're here because of Matt Riddle. I don't care about Matt Riddle. <laughs> Kevin Owens just just treasure. And it's just so true. He doesn't That's care true. about Matt Riddle. And and says, no, we care about Matt Riddle. We care about Matt Riddle. Yes, we care about Matt Riddle. We care about Matt Riddle. Um, they're, they're really good together. Um, and, uh, then, uh, Gunther challenges Sammy Zayn and, uh, Sammy accepts and, um, it's like, you will be, be my guest. Meet me in the ring. I will be your guest. And then he leaves and then, and then KO goes, he will be your guest. And he leaves too. Yeah, this is good. This is all, this is good. This is all, this is good. I like it. I just... Um, Adore Kevin Owens so much, yeah, like from yeah. the bottom of my heart. And yeah. what's fun is like, Sami Zayn is kind of playing the straight man, and this mm-hmm. was a guy who was running conspiracy theories a couple years ago. Yeah. Like, I love that yeah. he's the the centered one in all of this. Yeah, normally it's the other way around. Like Ko is always the guy who was like, right after he turns face, is like, I had some some things that were regrettable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was not my finest hour, but I'm on track. I'm never going to lose sight of my friends again. And then, like yeah. six months later, he turns heel. But I, yeah. I like that the roles are reversed and him just calling out tropes, like on commentary. Mm-hmm. They don't like to be called henchmen, but that's what they are. Like, I was in. Hey, you, you, you're a henchman. 
yeah, you. Great stuff. Um, <laughs> Love this guy. He, uh, but he says, um, so we have Cyclops is better than better than Logan. He says uh, the KO is the Deadpool of wrestling. He's the only one that knows he's on a wrestling TV show like Deadpool knows he's in a movie, LOL. He sent that in last week. It's still as true today. That's what's so great that. about Kevin Owens. Um, this this match, uh, 12 minutes long, so they're getting back to good stuff. Uh, but uh, Gunther defeats Zane because Fakie and Eichner is back. He's on crutches. He decided he's going to get involved. Um, and uh, are you having a little trouble there with your, with your earbud? Keep yeah. going. Okay, good. Nailed it. You're good. I'm out. We're good. We're good. Um, Keep rolling. Fakie and Eichner's got crutches, and uh, by the end of this, they are used against him in a post-match uh, kerfuffle when Matt Riddle runs down on a bad ankle, steals his crutch, and then beats everybody up with a crutch. It so, was a lot of crutch stuff. Uh, yeah. I There's just a lot of interference or almost interference today. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but match was really good. I loved Kevin Owens being like, mm -hmm. "Kick him in the kneecap." It worked for me. Like you, just, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just the best. Mm -hmm. uh, Ko and and Gunther was a little bit stronger, just like in ring wise. But this this was a great match. Like this was a whole bunch of fun. Uh, this mm -hmm. was an, a logical follow through, which was nice. Like we are mm -hmm. getting some more meat on the bone with some of these stories, which is good. Um, but this was a whole bunch of fun, and I like where it's going. Mm -hmm. I just have felt like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I mean, Kevin Owens' vote. I don't care about Matt Riddle. I don't get why they should have to either. Uh, but evening up the numbers game, fine. I just feel like yep. your tag champ should be doing something more important. Agreed. Agreed. Um, um, so... <laughs> Matthew Plus is here um, saying that Sour Graps is the Timu of wrestling post shows. I'm not sure what Timu is. I'm out of the loop. I'm, am I old? Is that what it is? I don't know what it is. But then he does make a good point because he says, shout out to the leg drop. How were you a finisher? It's a good question. I would say, I don't know what a Timu is either. Mm -hmm. But out of all the matches on Forbidden Door, you were the six man. That's the most... That's the meanest thing I can say to anybody. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's a good thing. Um, we got Finn Balor and Carmelo Hayes for free on regular TV. Um, and I thought to myself, as I've said, well, neither one of these guys can take a loss. I mean, you don't want to pin Finn Balor before his title match on Saturday. And you definitely don't want to pin your NXT champion the day before he defends. So how is this going to end in a schmoz? And they just, it was a good match. It was under 10 minutes. And Mello, who got a good reaction, they did a really cool video package on him. He got a good reaction and he just friggin' lost clean. This makes no sense when he has a bestie who interferes. Every other yeah. time he does something. Yeah. It makes me a little nervous that maybe he's going to drop to Baron Corbin and just be called up on the main if roster. If it was anybody else, I would say yes. But it feels like his reign is just getting underway. But it's, yeah. it's, 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 it feels like his reign is just getting underway. And Corbin? Cor Corbin. 
Like, do they do they have a ready-made dude right now who is going to take the title from Corbin during Corbin's transitional reign? Is that Dragonov? Is it Tyler Bate? Um, like, is there a guy who's like who is like, well, that guy would be ready now, except for the fact that Carmelo's got the title and he's gonna keep it for six months. The guy I would I would point to is Dragonov, maybe. But I, I don't know. But Baron Baron Corbin though, like Baron Baron Corbin though, like no. I mean, someone in this company has to finish their story. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think I so guess. either because it feels like Carmelo's gonna have like four or five months with it or something. Like it, it, I agree with you from a like a momentum standpoint. It, it just it doesn't feel like the right time. Um, but they do weird things, man. They, they drafted Indy Hartwell who couldn't, who can't fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big big weirdos. Yeah. Um, I thought there were, that these guys overlapped and they like barely didn't like, um, Carmelo's first big match was against Adam Cole in in NXT in, in NXT in in 2021. Finn's last match he wrestled in NXT was against Karrion Cross on the 25th of May 2021. And um Carmelo debuted like just after that. So they did I know they never wrestled each other or shared the shared the ring in NXT, but I wondered if they were employed at the same time in NXT and they weren't. They like just, just passing ships. They, they just missed each other. It's really like I liked this match a lot for what it was. I just thought it was it was going so fast because it was going to be under 10 minutes and because they were going to somehow protect both guys. And and I see a lot of people like, well, of course, of course he lost because he's in developmental, and the developmental champion is not as good as the number one contender to the top champion on Raw, obviously. I was like, but um but you don't want to do that though. Cause then it just, aren't you trying to like make your developmental feel like you want to, that's fine when it was like, it's buried on the WWE network or whatever it's on this same network and you diminish the entire show when it lo- feels like your top guy can't hang with a guy who's not the top guy for over 10 minutes on the other show. It just diminishes both. It was very, there's just a natural thing there too, that like, why does trick interfere in every other match, but this one, Um, but yeah, I, I feel like they have switched mentalities and I don't like it of like, as long as someone looks like they had a good showing, right. That's all we care about, which is not how I, I feel like it should be. Um, it feels like an unnecessary missed opportunity in that regard. Uh, but yeah, match was good for what it was. That's not surprising yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Carmel's great. I don't know what else yeah. we're, we're supposed to say. Ryan says it feels like a network showcase, and it, it did, especially with the way that um, that Seth put over NXT as a whole during his promo. And and I thought that this match was going to serve as that, even though they were going to like double count out or something seth sits at ringside interferes. and, and, yeah. and there, like there's right some there. kind of interference there 
that, I also, yeah, by the way, fine. do appreciate that you and Sean have opposite end of the spectrum, like dumbity at Mark voices, where Sean's is like, oh, I'm an internet Mark. And yours was like, duh, I, uh, well, the well, NXT. Actually, if, if you look at it this way, then it'll be, no, so it's, it's, it's a little different. There's a little different. I, oh, it's, um, it's very different. That's what I mean. Like, I feel like it's, it's just a nice spectrum of dumbity at Mark voices. Different, different kinds have. of things. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so so Balor had his last match in NXT on the 25th of May, and Hayes' debut match was on the 22nd of June. They missed oh, each other wow. by a month in NXT. That's pretty interesting. Uh, at least it is to me, but I'm I'm weird that way. Corey David has a question. Would you rather Mello's Raw debut with a loss, but good reactions, um, or um, Bra's right, Raw debut win, which was as quiet as crickets. I feel like there was a difference there because um, Braun just felt like it was just so out of left field for him to be there. Like there was no, they certainly didn't have a Seth Rollins be like, hey, if you like me, you'll love this guy. They didn't do that with Braun at all. So No, well, and I also don't, tough. I don't buy your premise, sir. I don't understand why those are my only two choices. They shouldn't be your only two choices, should they? But they should be I mean, the I last two choices. If, if they, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't want those. It should be um, a win with great reactions, a loss with great reactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming before that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> George Fitzpatrick says the Hayes segment and match would have been perfect if this were a Sounds of Blind Sour Graps review, because I would have wanted to think it was a lie. <laughs> it's it's not wrong. It's true. Um. LOL, a bloodline recap. There were two of these on the show tonight. Ten whole goddamn minutes, which is five times longer than any of the women wrestled. Here's what's There's frustrating an... about that is on SmackDown, you know what it's going to open with? Mm-hmm. I'll put my a bloodline recap. This exact same video package, probably. Literally the same one. Um, yeah. Uh, Bizarro Big L says tonight is like eating McDonald's the day after one of the best steak dinners you've ever had and you're stuck with cold fries and a happy meal the bloodline is even taking up 10 minutes on raw that's gross I agree with Reg it's a bit soap opera now also Doghausen yes Doghausen absolutely Doghausen well, um, first of all and- where, where Reg is wrong is in cinema second of all yeah Imagine that you went to that steak dinner and the atmosphere was amazing and you got to wear like a fancy outfit and you got to go sit at it. Corgi Jade. That's very good. Um, you know how uh, corgis come out with their electric tape kendo sticks all uh, the time to play uh, fetch? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ethan Smith says, I was at the show tonight. Mellow's debut was well received. Also, booing Rhea was a first. Yeah, I think the audience realized, like, um, Dom tries to talk, and then she takes the mic and says, what Dom is trying to say is, and like, no, we don't want to hear anything he has to say, even with you saying it for him. Um, But then he says, every match was awesome. Well, four of the matches were awesome. The other two weren't actually matches. Um, uh, Especially Shinsuke versus Ricochet. uh, Enjoyed the show uh, a ton as a go-home show. Um, Yeah. Uh, I felt like a lot of this episode was fine. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Pharaoh's hanging out backstage, and that's the best thing about it, except for the fact that Cody Rhodes makes it look like a, a campaign ad. Like, oh, you just caught me here petting a dog. I'm a great guy. Don't you know? 
this is you can tell what a great guy I am because I'm petting a dog. And now I want to talk to you about tax increases. Like it, it, just, it just felt very odd. I in our DMs and I refuse to put it on the timeline because one, I love and respect Steven Jensen. And two, mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear otherwise because I firmly have in but this belief and I don't need anyone's feedback about it. Right. Mm-hmm. It feels like Cody Rhodes is running for president and wandered into the arena where WWE happened to be filming. It does really feel that way. Yeah. Oh, hi. I'm just here with my dog. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, Cody Rhodes beat Damian Priest. Uh, Dominic and Rhea were ringside. They got involved. He beat Priest anyway. And then after the match, Dominic ran in and hit him in the back of the head and ran away. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about this match. It was good. Damian Priest and Cody Rhodes are good wrestlers. This is the the build, like the most. This is this is what you're ending this show on, is is Dominic doing his thing where he scampers into the ring, smacks a guy in the back of the head, and runs away, like he's eight. Uh, I don't have anything to say about it. Well, and I just don't care because I know. This is leading to Brock and Cody at SummerSlam, right? So either Brock right. is going to come out or his music's going to play and he won't be there. Mm-hmm. So I I don't care because I already know where the handwriting on the wall is, but I do appreciate the amount of adversity that Cody had to go through before hitting the adversity cutter into the adversity roads. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, just, I'm really proud of him for overcoming all the adversity with his injured arm still. Mm-hmm. Like, give uh, this guy something. Give him something that doesn't feel like a presidential ad. Yeah. Hello, I'm the mayor of WWE. I want to also point this out. Um, listen, I know you're like, I don't want to compare and contrast. Well, I do. Last night, uh, Brian Danielson tapped out Okada with a legit broken forearm, and he's going to be out for six to eight weeks. Cody Rhodes has a broken forearm and he's wrestling matches every week with this cast on his arm. Um, it well, is no, a, it you is can't a... compare anybody to Brian Danielson because he's the most special wrestler that's ever existed. And I'm right. I'm just saying, like, if if Cody had a legit broken forearm, they wouldn't let him wrestle. No, it would probably be healed right by now. And and, and he, if he had not wrestled, he would be healed by now. But it is one of those things that is just we, we accept it, we move on. He gets to wrrestle with a little wrap around his arm, and we all just move on good tee because it's wrestling. I just I, I wish I wish the little things like that I wish they would be a little bit more honest about if you're gonna start lying about guys working with injuries. It's just a, it's just just an odd odd thing. Priest also took a loss despite being in the money, money in the bank match, um, which cannot be won by Logan Paul because if it is, then I will spontaneously combust on air. So here's the thing. Alex is going to spontaneously combust on air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to win. It's a marketing ploy. It's going to work great for them. It's going to be awful and annoying from a creative standpoint. But that briefcase is going to show up everywhere Logan Paul goes. and They're going to be so happy about it. He's got history with both champions. It's where they're going. It should be LA Knight. It should be um, LA Knight. Though I think they might have no choice but to turn him face. So maybe he dethrones Austin Theory. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, match was really good. I don't care about Dominic, um, mm-hmm. especially just because it's, it's just so obvious. Like, we know we're gonna get Cody Brock three at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. so 
let's get there. Uh, but yeah, I will take a minute to put over that guy though. Not Matthew plus that guy sucks, but Brian Danielson, um, I got to sit in on the, the presser after forbidden door. That guy broke his arm and walked into the press conference and you know, I'm, I'm the biggest CM Punk fan in the world. Um, Brian Danielson might be the most, I've, I've always thought, obviously, how can you not? He's an incredibly special wrestler and seemed like a really cool person. I got to ask him a question. And the way that guy is present with you when he's at a table rose away from you mm-hmm. in answering your question. And yeah. like the authenticity that he shows. That man broke his forearm in a match that is a dream match of his mm-hmm. and everybody else's in front of tens of thousands of people. Yep. Um, and he he sat up there and, and just he was hurt and he's medium older for wrestling years and he was tired. Um, and my God, the the way that man is an ambassador for the sport and for the company of AEW. Right. But hurt, wait, 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 hurt and tired, yes, but also does he work with fucking children? I mean, probably it's pro wrestling. <laughs> I want. I wanted to get that out there. Make sure, sure. we all we were all on on the. I'm sure before. there's an empty-headed dumb f running around backstage somewhere. It's wrestling, but he just um. What a if you didn't watch the presser, watch everything he says. He t- he talked about the controversial Tiger Driver spot with so much grace. The um the way he talked about his broken arm, which he found out about, I don't know, a half hour before he went out there Mm -hmm. to talk to us about it. Um, Just those things happen in wrestling matches and it always happens on the most Mm -hmm. fundamental of things. And this one was an elbow drop from Okada Mm -hmm. that his arm just wasn't protected on. And just, just the most amount of grace that someone can have, like just, just really, really like what a, what a special human being Brian Danielson is. It was incredible. Yeah. Incredible to see him sit there and talk about his stuff. Dave Berman, yes. Thank you for being here. We we are doing dog puns. We are almost done, but we are doing dog puns. Get in um, your final puns and chats now, people. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. Um, here we go. A few of these here. Very good ones. Um uh Vicky L says Steve Sting Borden Collie. <laughs> um uh, R. Harris says shines Barka more. Um, and uh, Mean Norma says Corgi Graves. That's very good. Jungle Jack Russell. <laughs> and Swerve Shetland. Which I believe is a kind of, is that a kind of pony? I think there is there a Shetland Terrier though too, I think. I don't, I honestly don't know. I've only heard of a Shetland pony. Um, so, uh, Sheep dog. Our, our, okay. Arvidian says no need to read on air, but I'm going to do it anyway. Been a silent fan of yours and Kate's for a while. And as someone who has been moved to tears by Eddie Kingston multiple times, your analysis of the Mox and Eddie saga last night was perfect. Thank you for everything you do. If you'd like to hear more of my analysis, uh, go to Fightful Select. Because I did a solo show reviewing Forbidden Door last night, um, uh, talking part, partly about Eddie and, and Mox and also everything else. But yeah, we do a lot of stuff over there, Kate and I. 
Uh, we'll be doing uh, a review of Money in the Bank on Saturday. Um, and we normally do this little show um, on, on Typo's Left as well after every Monday Night Raw. So there you go. Um, but thank you. Tom Lavelli says, uh, Kate, congrats to Kate on her engagement and hi, SGS. Not engaged. I met oh, the okay. incredible, I met the incredible Mel Coleman yesterday. If you've seen her artwork, mm -hmm. it's, it's been mm -hmm. featured. She just on Twitter would be really inappropriate to me in my replies, and I appreciated it. Um, mm. And yesterday, I finally got to meet her, so we got to uh, okay. keep up the bit. And I had okay. a ring on, and I put it on her, and she posted a selfie, and people started congratulating us like we got really engaged. Oh, we that's are so not. I'm so happy for both of you. And during Thank Pride you. Month. I should be so lucky, to be honest. She's it's an incredible wonderful. gal. She's beautiful. Um, uh, and Matthew Plus says, Ken Patera. <laughs> and uh, Dave Bourbon says, Kali Holly. Kali Holly is very great. Um, <laughs> That's really good. Someone had to say Bark Lesnar, right? I think someone no, earlier did. I don't know if it was in a super chat or not. But I don't know. I don't know. Lesnar. I don't know who. I don't, I don't know. Is that you, was Jeremy? That, is that Jeremy? Jeremy, here, you want to know what I went through yesterday on my phone? My phone's like dying. I'm at the press conference. Mm -hmm. Brian Danielson's up there. I'm like real emotional about it because um, it's just a cool moment. And what a what a human being he is. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting texts that say, ask him about tree semen in caps. And then the Tony Khan part starts. And I got a text message that says, ask Cody Khan about tree semen and cap. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I got another message that says, um, ask Tony Khan why Great O'Connor was not on the Forbidden Door card. And then what I didn't ask. And then ask ask Great O'Connor about tree semen. Um <laughs> That's uh, right. but oh, it's, no, it's, hey, it's, it's it's Rob. Hi Rob, how's it going? Hey, Rob. Um okay, so uh this is the last of the of this particular episode. And then we'll get out of here. Um, this is our jukebox. We only have three of them. Um, Thank God. Oh, <laughs> Matthew Plus, has anyone do Hikaru Shiba? Yes. Somebody did, but we'll steal your money anyway. Mwah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, Ricardo wants uh, Linda doing uh, Tina Turner's What's Love Got to Do With It? There is a character that I portray on Tuesdays <laughs> and also behind the paywall called Linda. I don't portray her. She inhabits me. So you you channel her, really? Excuse me, I gotta get this over here so I can read it. <clears throat> you must understand. Oh, the touch of your hand makes my pulse react. That it's only the thrill of boy meeting a grill, a girl. Opposites attract. Uh, it's physical, only logical. You must try to ignore that it means more than that. Oh, what's love got to do? Got to do with it. What's love but a secondhand emotion? What's love got to do? Got to do with it. Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? That's a very good point. Salient point there, Tina. I think it's wonderful. Like uh, the way, the, the poetry of it all. It may seem to you that I'm acting confused when you're close to me. If I tend to look dazed, I've read it someplace. I've got cause to be. There's a name for it. There's a phrase that fits. But whatever the reason, you do it for me. Oh, what's love got to do, got to do with it? What's love but a secondhand emotion? 
what's gov got to do got to do with it who needs a heart what a heart can be broken and this is the instrumental interlude and that's where i'll leave you here <laughs> um look hey we we found we found a new one um i'm glad <laughs> even, i'm glad you like this thank there you there are very some much. original characters that uh, yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that are organically um, born Matthew Plus requesting Rey Mysterio. I don't normally do a Rey Mysterio. As you'll see, it's just far too obvious. Uh, wants Rey Mysterio doing uh, Grover Washington's just the two of us. Uh, the fact it's just it's just too it's just too too accurate and it makes people seem it's just doing it's uncanny. Um, I see the rest of the crystal raindrops fall, and the beauty of it all is when the sun comes shining through to make those rainbows in my mind. When I think of you sometime, and I want to spend some time with you, Miho. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Building castles in the sky. Just the two of us. You and I. Come back to me, Miho. Um, that's, uh, I don't normally do that one, though. Uh, <laughs> and now, okay, finally, uh, a little bit of a, of a duet. This is Darby Allen singing the Muppet song. Uh, Menomina and um, and uh, Tiffany Stratton on the doo doos. No, I'm already we'll terrible be... at the doo doos. We know this, but I mean, do you want it? How about this? I'm sorry, Vicky. Vicky's requested this. I'm gonna do this thing. You do the Menominas as 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 <laughs> Tiffany, and I'll do the doo doo doos as Darby Allen. Okay, 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 here we go. Do 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 Menomina. Do 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 do. Menomina. Do 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 do. Menomina. Do 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 Malachi Black. Menomina. Do 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 do. Menomina. Do 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 do. Menomina. Brody King. We're done. We're done. Okay, now do Omas singing the same song. No, I won't. Well, no. You're not going to do that, Luis. All right. Thank you, everybody. for Ethan, this is our Tuesday show. A lot of yes. people who watch our Tuesday show when we review NXT, when we review NXT, um, don't watch NXT. They don't watch the show, but they do come and hang out with us because this is our particular brand of silly. And so we would love, Ethan, if you would join us for the post show for NXT, even if you don't watch it. Thank you. Yes. And the sil that silly part is right at the end. Uh -huh. Yeah. But stay for the whole thing. Mm -hmm. No, listen, I get this as well. We are an acquired taste. Watch something else. But as but as Ali C says, how could you not love this? Yeah. And uh as Jesse says, we have never watched NXT and I watch the show every week. <laughs> Ethan says, I will be there tomorrow. <laughs> and MD Cyclo says, We've added a new member to the cult. So this is good. I'm so happy you you've been here with us. Uh, I hope we, we need a thing like United Empire has. We gotta <laughs> figure one out. <laughs> Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. 
was some weird thing where like we do like SGS. I don't know how to do like, SGS. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to do SGS in that, but it, it's fun. Oh, Feely um, Dreampy sent a humper chat about Forbidden Door. Do we did we get it, Luis? A humper about uh, Forbidden <laughs> Door. We get the humper, Luis. Maybe. I already shut out my document, just so you know. I don't have it here. Do I? I don't have it. It's gone, Luis. It do we have it? It's a really it? special event. Do we have it? Hold on. Here, here you go. Feeling dreepy. I'm going to read it as he types it. Here we go. <laughs> no pressure. I just Luis. got done watching Forbidden Door instead of watching Raw. And a dream match that I want for the next Forbidden Door for me would be Suzuki versus Ishii versus Miro versus Kingston. I don't care how we get here, but I just really want it. And so do I. Now that you've mentioned it, I think we should do it. Tony Khan, book it, you coward. Until um, next... Yeah. Oh, I don't want to ruin kayfabe for anybody. So if you don't want Ishii kayfabe ruined for you, leave now. Okay. I saw him on my way to the presser and he just smiled at me so hard. Like just the friendliest Aww. dude. And it was, was so, so nice. bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> it was so lovely. Yeah. It was like... so nice. That's awesome. I'm so happy. That's good for <laughs> him. Like, I thought... I feel like you would kill people. Yeah. Good times. It's good. Um, anyway, um, until then, uh, uh, your reminder that mostly everything sucks. <laughs>